My name is Anakee Hutchinson, and you're listening to For Change Be Bold. Let's chat, let's laugh, because it's your time to start choosing you. You're listening to For Change Be Bold podcast, the show that shows you how to start choosing you. Today, I'm excited to introduce our guest, Mr. Charles Reed. He has such an impressive accolade. Mr. Charles Reed is a certified public accountant, a U.S. tax court practitioner, member of the Internal Revenue Service Advisory Council, and the founder of Get Payroll. Mr. Reed's company has provided full-service payroll services, payroll tax services, and other payroll-related services since 1991. That's a long time. (laughs) It surely is. It is a long time. Mr. Reed has over 50 years of financial leadership experience in broad range of industries and author of four books. And his latest one is the payroll book, a guide for small businesses and startup. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. So who's your biggest inspiration? Biggest inspiration was probably my father. Uh, he was an independent businessman, uh, had been all of my life. He wasn't younger, but he'd started his own business after World War II. I grew up in that business. He and my mother worked together in it. It was just, it was I just thought that was, you know, I just thought that was normal to have your own business and to have your spouse work in it. <laughs> I found out later that that's not necessarily <laughs> good for everybody. <laughs> Though I worked with my wife for many years, we started this business together. So you said the dynamic there is a little different because you wake up with them, you go to work with them, you come back home. <laughs> the, the, the biggest problem I had with Ruth in the business was that we'd come home, we'd work all day, we'd come home, have dinner, whatever, we'd be getting ready for bed. And then she would drop one more thing on me. And she'd roll over and go to sleep because it was off her plate. And I would sit there and, and try to figure it out about it until two in the morning, not sleeping. So we had to come to an agreement. After dinner, we didn't discuss work. <laughs> That's a good agreement because, you know, you don't want to bring that mixture into the household. You want to leave that at work. <laughs> it, 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 it does not belong in the bedroom, I promise you. Exactly. Um, what, what's the last song that you listened to before this interview? Before last, you got on here? The last heard, song? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was uh, Petula Clark. Uh, um, oh, that's that love thing. Uh, uh, my love is whiter than the whitest sky, uh, softer than the breeze, uh, and, and time will never change my love. And, and I, I listened to that this morning uh, as I was shaving, and I was thinking of my wife, who, oh, who, passed, nice. who passed away five years ago. Oh, and that my love that. for her is, has not diminished, even though she's not here to share it. Oh, that's so awesome. And sorry to hear about that, about the passing of your wife. We had 45 years together. It's pretty good. Nice, 45 years. That's, that's great. Um, with the rate of everything that's going on these days, that's great when you get to 45 years. Yep. Yeah. So what is at the top of your bucket list right now? 
Uh, I'd like to cash in the World Series of Poker. Ooh. In the main event. Nice. I've cashed in some of the other events, but I'd like to cash in the main event. I don't expect to win it all, but I'd like to cash in it. <laughs> At least, you know, be a part of it. <laughs> exactly. All right. So in, in recent um, studies, Forbes have um, put out that Gen Z, I should say, and millennials, they are looking to go into the field of entrepreneur and they want to start their own business. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think is the best way for them to start out right now? What entity is it for them to get into as it relates to payroll? Well, uh, I, and I go through that in my book. There's four basic entities, sole proprietor, partnership, uh, LLC, or corporation. I personally recommend incorporating. Uh, the law for that is far more fixed. LLCs are fine. Lawyers tend to overcharge for them because it's relatively new. Uh, but the, an S corporation for an entrepreneur is, to me, the, the best of all worlds. Uh, it gives you the limited liability, which is extraordinarily important. Uh, you know, anybody can sue anybody for anything at any time. Yes. And if they sue your S corporation, which, of course, you don't keep anything in, yeah. Uh, and they win. You just hand them the corporation and go form, form a new one the next day and don't even worry about it. That is true. So that that's, to me, an S corporation makes the most sense. Now, sole proprietorship is the easiest. You don't need to do anything. And if you're not working in, in the public space, I mean, you don't have people in the office, you're not seeing people, you're not getting out of the house, and you've got ten or $20,000 of revenue, there's there's some things to be said for a sole proprietor. But the moment you have public liability, a corporation is the cheapest liability policy you can buy. In Texas, it's $300 to incorporate. Uh, There's no annual fee if you make less than, if you have less than a million dollars of revenue. So for $300 in in Texas, it varies from state to state. In California, it's 800 and you got to pay every year. But in Texas, $300 lifetime, basically, if you stay small, uh, liability policy, God. You're good to go. <laughs> how cheap can you get? <laughs> like you're, you're setting sail with that. Um, so with the, you know, we have C Corporation and S Corporation. Um, mm-hmm. How can you differentiate them just for anyone who might not be aware of the difference between the two? Not a problem. A C corporation pays taxes on its income. Then it distributes what's left over to the shareholders, the owners, and they pay taxes. In an S corporation, the corporation is a pass-through entity. All of its profits go through to the shareholder who then pays profits, who pays taxes on it. So there's not double taxation. Like the double taxation. <laughs> Think uh, about that. Until you get much larger, over 100 shareholders or go public or whatever else uh, for the for the entrepreneur. Yes. Uh, and there are a few restrictions. You can't have certain trusts and other corporations as shareholders and so on. But for the standard entrepreneur, an S corporation makes all the sense in the world. You know, I never really thought about it until recently I was doing some research and then I realized that the S corporation indeed is the best route to go about it. In, 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 in my opinion, in most situations, it is the preferable entity uh, from taxation and from liability purposes. Now the LLC gives you limited liability as well. And it can, if you set it up properly, give you the same 
uh, tax benefits. Yes. But the laws for LLCs vary from state to state. And the, the history of corporate law goes back 400 years. The history of LLC law goes back 20. 20 years. I know so many people, they're looking right now to start their own business and um, they're looking for loans and they're looking for um, grants. Um, an IEN number, is it important for them to get that before they even start looking out for grants or loans? No, it, it, it's, it's preferable. It's, it shows that you've established a business, that you've thought it out, uh, that you have uh, taken advantages of, of tax uh, advantages and legal advantages. Uh, the, the banks would much prefer to see you incorporated because the, they don't want to see the liability problems either. Okay. Uh, also, it gives them a nice clean entity to, to look at. Now, the first three years you're in business, of course, uh, you're gonna, if you borrow from a bank or anybody else, they're going to want a personal guarantee. Yeah. Okay. Frankly, it used to be three years. Now, basically, if you're a small business, they want your personal guarantee forever. <laughs> uh, and, and that's life. But the more formal your, your structure is, uh, the more business-like you seem and the more you come across as a real business person. You know, you have a business card with a corporate name on it. You have a corporate charter. You have a corporate bank account. All these things add weight to your organization rather than, well, yeah, I just, I pay things out of my personal account. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> Mix in two of them. <laughs> and beyond that, uh, it makes taxes much easier in the end because you keep everything separate in the corporate account, separate bank account, separate credit card, all those things. And if you ever get audited, it's a snap. Good, good, good. <laughs> so what's the best payroll um, entity? Or what is? What do you think is the best way to run your payroll? Well, frankly... We outsource, we're an outsource company. We, we provide payroll services for small and medium-sized businesses around the country. We believe in it. Uh, the, the whole problem with payroll is, first of all, you got 15,000 taxing authorities. Mm -hmm. The IRS code runs thousands and thousands of pages. Things are changing constantly. Uh, the last 12 years have been up and down and back and forth and round about all the time. The last year has just been incredible with payroll changes. Yeah. And for an entrepreneur to try and keep up with all of that and his business, yeah. oh, come on. You know, I, I'm a CPA. I used to be an investment advisor as well. Uh, you know, I was a stockbroker on the side, all kinds of things. I gave all that up because I couldn't concentrate on payroll and on the market and on this and on that. So I had to rein those back in and say no to those other opportunities to yep. concentrate on payroll to become the real expert uh, and, and, and that knowledgeable that I can take care of my clients and solve their problems and answer their questions. I can't do it in multiple fields. As an entrepreneur, you've got to know when to hire people, uh, when to hire services, when to contract things out, and when to outsource. I mean, we don't make our own desks. We don't make our own computers with rare exceptions. We don't build our own buildings. We don't build our own cars. Yeah. We don't build our own phones. Why would you do your own payroll? Because you can? 
well, you build your own computer too. And, you know, there's YouTube videos. You can build your own computer from scratch. Help yourself. Yep. But it's not worth your time. Not when Michael Dell will do it for you for, you know, a pittance. Yep. So why do you want to become a payroll expert and take the risk of screwing up when you can hire somebody to do it for a very small amount who guarantees that it'll be done and done right. And if there's any penalties and interest, they'll pay them. Yep. Yep. That's true. That's true. So outsource, go out and um, seek other help, you know? I mean, I, we, we outsource things. We outsource our computer services. You know, we don't generate our own electricity, our own cameras. Uh, you know, I buy my, my suits and, you know, I outsource everything all day long. I mean, I go shop at Walmart, okay? <laughs> uh, and who so, doesn't have Walmart? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like my, you know, great-great-grandfather, you know, living on the farm and doing everything himself. And even then, he still outsourced horseshoes and, and, and plows. Yes, that's true. That is true. Outsourcing is very important, especially for you know, taking the weight off your shoulder and, and just paying attention to your niche and trying to focus on what you are good at. As you said, you know, you had to stop doing other stuff so you can, you know, focus on payroll so you can, you know, become an expert at it. So, you know, find right. what you're good at and pay attention to that and then leave other stuff to other people who are, you know, the expert in that area in that field. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what are, um, what must a new business do to be tax compliant? Ah, tax compliant. Well, first of all, obey the law. Um, I was having this discussion uh, about tax cheats and and people cheating on their taxes. And, you know, I I truly understand that there's times people don't pay their taxes because they can't. Yeah. There's just no way. They are so close to the edge that it would put them over. Yes. And, I can't help them with that because I'm not going to be involved in, 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 you know, it would cost me my license as a CPA. Yes. But I do understand that. You know, I've had hard times of my own in the past. Okay. If you do that, do it only until you can get out of it. Don't do it any longer than that. Pay your taxes, be legal, be compliant, know the law. Uh, deal with the CPA. Have a CPA on uh, on on your speed dial that you can yes. you've made friends with. You can call up and say, "Hey, Charles, I I got this. Do I do I need to do this or do I need to do that? What's the best tax strategy on this?" Mm-hmm. And he'll tell you. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you've developed a relationship with him and you you pay him to do your taxes and you know, other things, then most of those calls are going to be free. Exactly. Okay, because. CPAs are problem solvers. Okay. They like to help people. Okay. Yeah. We we're nitpickers and all that kind of stuff, but we're problem solvers. I mean, that's what we do. Yeah. We deal with the IRS and we deal with the state and we deal with all those things. And if we can help somebody else off the cuff, you know, most of us go, yeah, sure. Joe, here's what you do. Uh, uh, Anna Kate, don't do that. Do this instead. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's the kind of thing that we like to do. Now, if I, if if you call with a, a major question, it's going to take me a couple of days of research. I'm going to quote you a fee. Yeah. But if it's something I can answer off the cuff for an ongoing client or a potential client, give me a call. I don't care. Yeah. That's true. Find the answers. Call at your CP. Ask them the questions that you need so that you can stay in line with, you know tax compliant. You don't want to be, 
doing things that are at the end of the day, you're going to be paying fee. Right. And, and, and you're going to hear things everybody does on the web and everyone else. Well, income tax is illegal. You're a sovereign citizen. You don't have to pay income tax. Income tax is totally voluntary. Uh, The 13th amendment uh, or uh, was illegal, wasn't ratified properly. Uh, You'll hear all those things and, oh, you can not pay taxes by setting up this trust and running everything through it and so on and so forth. Well, if you believe those, I've got some land in Florida. I would like to sell you cheap. Okay. (laughs) If you want some land. (laughs) And and, and even, even then, I have a bridge in New York I could sell you too. We all can be rich. <laughs> Cheap. All right. I know. If that was the case, then I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so top, what are some top five tips that you can share with us to avoid employment tax penalties? Okay. When you, first of all, be compliant. Mm-hmm. Fill out all your reports accurately. The biggest source of mistakes is arithmetic. Okay, uh, use your calculator, use your spreadsheet, use an online system, whatever. If you're not using service like me, make sure all your numbers are right. Yes. File them on time. Okay. Don't be late. If you're not using a service, you know, we guarantee that they're all going to be filed on time. If you're not using us, make sure you file them on time. Make sure you know what that time is and make sure you file them. Okay. Because if you're literally one second late, there's a penalty. One second. That's all it takes. At, at, at 7 p.m., you've got to have done your EFTPS. At 7 p.m. plus one second, it's the next day as far as the IRS is concerned, and you're a day late. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> all your reports, all your deposits, everything filed on time, correctly, accurately. Uh, those are the, the best ways never to get a penalty. Okay. Now, if you get a penalty or you get a notice of a penalty, never ignore it. You know, you can say, oh, they screwed up. Yeah. They may have. The IRS has over 100,000 people. Uh, 40% are eligible for retirement in the next two years. Uh, their budget has been cut and slashed, and training is inadequate. And some of the technology they use goes back to the 1960s. Okay. Yep. So things happen and the IRS makes literally millions of mistakes every year. Uh, Over half of the penalties they send out end up getting abated by people like me. Yeah. Okay. Which means they're wrong. Okay. So you, you, if you get a notice, answer it. And if you get the same notice two weeks later, answer it again. Okay. Don't ever ignore a notice. Yeah. Dealing with the IRS trying to get a penalty abated is like sales. It's a whole series of no's followed by a single yes. The first letter you write, they're going to say no. The second letter you write, they're going to say no. The third letter, you may get a yes. When you go to appeals, your chances of of getting a yes rise substantially. You have all kinds of things to do. And in the end, if none of that works, you can file a tax court petition and 95% of all tax cases are settled before court. 
So you've got lots of options uh, to avoid penalties that are mistakes. Uh, now I'll be I'll be honest. If you get one for seven dollars, write the check. Okay, it's not worth the letter. Okay, it's not worth the time. Just write the check for seven dollars and send it back to them. Okay, seven dollars. Yeah, your hurdle is is maybe different. Maybe a hundred's right for you. Maybe two hundred and fifty is right for you. Yeah, but at some point, seven, ten, twenty dollars. It's not worth sitting down and writing the letter. Just Pay it, and if they fix it internally sometime, you'll get your $7 back plus interest. <laughs> Don't count on that, though. Sure. All right. So you talked about the court, and I know that you are uh, you can represent your clients inside the, um, the court, not, be, not being an attorney. So right. can you explain that to us? Um, share more about that. Okay. The, before the tax court, it was the Board of Adjustments. And when they decided to make that into a federal court, John Dingell, who was the congressman from Michigan at the time, uh, insisted that non-attorneys could still practice in front of the tax court like they could in front of the Board of Adjustments. So there is in the law, if you pass a test, and it's a, it's a test given every two years yeah. at the tax court, and where you pass evidence and uh, procedure and substantial taxation and ethics, if you can pass the test, you can practice in tax court. Uh, there's less than 200 of us in the country. Uh, it's not something that the uh, IRS or the tax court really encourages, but they're required yeah. to, to offer that. And so there's a couple hundred of us total. I think there have been 86 in the last 16 years that have, have received the certification. So it's relatively rare. Yeah. But what it does, it allows me to, for a client, I can file a petition with the tax court using my bar card as a U.S. tax court practitioner and get a whole nother bite at the apple. Because when you file the petition, the first thing it does is it's referred back to docketed appeals, which means you get a new appeals officer and a new counsel from the IRS, and they look at the whole thing again, and it gives you another chance to get a yes. Wow, that's, that's and it, awesome. And the cost is 60 bucks for the filing the petition. And if you do it yourself and you can't afford the $60, they'll waive the fee, okay? If you're indigent, they'll waive the fee. So uh, that's called filing pro se is when you do it yourself. You know, I don't recommend that. Like I don't recommend doing your own <laughs> payroll, uh, but somebody like me, you know, I'm going to do it relatively expensively. You go to a tax attorney, it's going to be, you know, probably a $5,000 retainer. Yeah. Well, at that point in time, if it's a thousand dollars or $2,000, you know, maybe it's not worth it, but for $60, come on guys. You can't, can't beat that. <laughs> Can't, you can't beat it. It's a hell of a deal. You cannot beat that. For and there's, if, if you're going to do it yourself, there's guides online and the guides at the tax court about how to fill out the petition and how to file it. Yes. You know, you, you fill it out and you send it into the tax court and you get another bite at the apple. That is awesome. Cannot beat that. So share more with us about your company, Get Payroll. 
Um, what is it that you offer to small companies? I know that you offer to, you know, small and even large companies around the country. So can you share with us some more about what we will uh, get from get uh, payroll? Of course. Well, we do payroll and that consists of taking the information on how much you need to pay people, the hours or the salaries or whatever. We calculate all the payroll, all the taxes, uh, we, we can send out the money as checks or direct deposit to your employees. Direct deposit makes all the sense in the world or debit cards. Uh, we then make all the deposits, file all the reports uh, with the federal, the state, and the local agencies. So all your employment taxes are done and off your plate. In addition to that, we can help you with HR. Uh, we can help you with workers' comp. Uh, we have partners that are in the uh, health insurance business. So everything that's payroll-related, nice. we can work with you uh, and, and make your life easier. Timekeeping. Uh, buddy punching is a big deal uh, uh, where, where people will punch other people in and out of the clock. We've got biometric clocks available where you can eliminate buddy punching and ghost punching. Okay? And if you don't have a time clock, you know, probably up to 10% of your uh, labor is wasted. It's not there. Um, it's just studies have proven that. And, you know, we, we do these things very inexpensively. You don't need a separate payroll account. Uh, you don't need to reconcile all those paychecks. You don't need a CPA to handle all that for you because we got CPAs on staff. Yes. So, and, and that's another nice thing about us. We're compliance experts. So we solve problems for our clients. We get penalties abated. We win tax court cases. We do that. We like to do that. That's that. Our, compliance is our thing. Yes. We're, we're payroll insurance. You know, we ensure that your payroll is done right. And if something goes wrong, we take care of it. We fix it. Most of our competitors, uh, if you've got a, a, a real tax problem, they'll tell you, tell you to talk to your CPA. If there's an IRS mistake, they'll tell you to talk to your CPA. Yep. Well, if your CPA really understood payroll, he'd be doing it for you already. Okay. So you're going to go to your CPA who's going to charge you somewhere hundreds of dollars an hour to research a problem that he doesn't understand, that he doesn't deal with on a daily basis and try to solve it. Yeah. When, if, when you go with somebody like us, we do these things all the time. We got, thousands of clients and the IRS makes millions of mistakes. So we get a bunch of them and we fix them. That's just a matter of course. And we do that at no extra charge. That's part of our service. So when you get an IRS penalty, you're not going to pay us to fix it. We're just going to fix it. Yes. And how, um, how can they find information in terms of getting in contact with get payroll um, your website. Could you share with us the website so others yep. can, you know, find you and get on board? Absolutely. Getpayroll.com. It's real simple. Uh, it, you can find us right there. We're on the web. Uh, my email is CJR, Charles J. Reed, uh, at getpayroll.com. Uh, and I answer my own emails. Uh, you can call us at 972 353 0000. And that's that's where you can find him. Yep, man. And that's a great number. It's the only good thing GTE ever did for us. <laughs> Easy number, right? <laughs> right. So we're on the web and, and we're on the phone and, you know, feel free to call us. If you got a question, hell, I'll, I'll, if I can answer it off the cuff, I'll answer it off the cuff. I, you know, I like to do that kind of stuff. So 
That's awesome. So if you have any questions, there you go. He'll answer the questions for you. So Mr. Reed, it was such a pleasure to have you join in on For Change Be Bold this morning. Just to share with us more about payroll, um, it was great speaking with you. Um, please visit getpayroll.com or visit thepayrollbook.com to get a copy of his book and to get in contact with Mr. Reed and his team for your company payroll needs. Is there any last minute um, you know, tip that you want to share before we go? No, it's, it, it, you know, payroll is a very complex thing and, and the, the, the laws are, are changing and all the things that have gone on with the corona have changed the laws and continue to change them drastically. So if you're not keeping up with it, get somebody that can, because otherwise it's going to come bite you. And, and that's always unpleasant because the IRS is not a very forgiving organization. <laughs> <laughs> nope, they're not. So make sure you keep your things in line and straight, crooked parts right, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mr. Reed. And um, it has been you. my pleasure. Awesome. You have just listened to a weekly episode of For Change People. Let's keep the conversation going by following me on my Instagram page and Facebook page at For Change People Podcast. Like, share, and subscribe. And until next week, have a wonderful Friday.